Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Thursday, the 20th of January's version, iteration uh, of the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, one of the hosts of this show, and uh, Luke Miller has joined me. How you doing, brother man? Thursday. You alright, man? You yeah. Have a good week? You, you feeling good? Yeah. Yeah. Not doing too bad. It's been alright this week, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, th- there's been some lovely, uh, where I come from and live and reside and exist, uh, there's been some lovely uh, sunsets and some lovely yeah. sunrises. I've seen that on um, various social media accounts around that part of the world. Very mm. nice. Makes you glad to be alive. And it when, makes you happy. It does. When I drove in this morning as well, it was, it was stunning. It looked like something on, like, out of Star Wars or Star Trek or something. You know when they go down to a planet and there's a beautiful kind of, like, red, yellow, a milky blue Did up you? north. And, the, and, and then there was, like, these, uh, where the... Um, where these cranes were on the side of like an industrial uh, complex, uh, you couldn't see the top of the cranes because it was just so much mist. So it was a combination of mist and sun. It's so lovely and so evocative. And that's why I drove into the back of that car office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I, we talked about this before, but goodness me, you've got to put a lot of uh, de-icer all over your bloody window to make the ice go away. I had no idea. Happened to us um, driving back from Boston Airport once. Um, a guy drove into the back of us. The sun was like really low and I just don't think you could see what was going on. Yeah, what is it? What is the... Because um, I was talking to somebody about this. Like, you just have to just give them your phone number and sort it out later. Yeah, you have to exchange details. There's a lot of risk involved. Insurance details and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but they can't you're be registered. trusting people, aren't you? No, but not, if, no because if you've got the... If you've got the, um, the reg. The reg number, it doesn't yeah. really matter, does it? I don't know. Some, some people try to do the old, uh, let's uh, keep this between us. Let's keep this between I'll us. I'll give you 500 quid now. Yeah. And you don't tell the insurance people. Because people are worried about losing their no claims. I'm probably legally bound to say that you, that's a crime. I don't know if it is. I'm sure it probably is. I think it is probably a crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so crimes happen all around you all the time. Get used to it. Is no is no claims a big deal? Because if you lose your no claims, it's uh, just get cheaper premiums. Big mate. Papa's house. The it rest is, yeah. of the time that you're driving. I think I'm packing about seven or eight years no claims. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Am I getting a better deal from that? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume <laughs> I am. Probably not. Yeah. Do I? I drive my car once a week to take uh, my wife, the wife I have access to, to ice skating, and that's it. That is very so, wholesome. Yeah. Very wholesome. Yeah. Did you Where see is that, it? Um, Where's the ice skating? It's only in Streatham. Oh. But it's a little bit of a... Uh, Russia. Bit, an edgy walk. <laughs> yeah. A bit of an edgy walk. So, bit of an edgy walk. Um, well, it was. You're on, you're on skates. <laughs> yeah, I said to her, put them on when you get there. Put them on when you yeah. get there for crying out loud. Speaking of that, have you seen... Um, you probably won't have seen this, but it, right. it amused me that you know Dancing on Ice is back. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Guess who's involved? <sighs> Mr. Blobby. Bez. Bez, good God! So explain to our listeners who may not know who Bez is. Uh, a drug-addled dancer. <laughs> At least he's technically a dancer, I suppose. It kind of, he's dancing on ice now. First it, contestant in history to have to wear a helmet. <laughs> You're kidding Does me! Does that tell you everything you need to know really? about whether he's technically wow. a dancer or not? Wow! Um, he. So it was quite funny because. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, those who are young or in America or whatever. Um, the Happy Mondays were a band around the late 80s, early 90s to this kind of acid-infused like dance kind of 
whatever. Mm. I can't remember what they call it now. Baggy kind of music, right? So mm. there's a famous song I've got called Step On. And the refrain is, you're twisting my melon, man. Right? Yeah. That's what they say. You're twisting my melon. And um, <laughs> Bez did his shit. And he had a helmet, which was like a watermelon. <laughs> right. Lots of watermelon slices came on and danced with him. Okay. And they did yeah. it two step on. And Sean Ryder rode the Zamboni. <laughs> Is Zamboni the ice clearing yeah. thing? Beautiful. Look, sure, Ryder was there. I'm no there reason for it. Supporting him. Everyone else has got their wives and families there. <laughs> He's got Sean Ryder there. They're, those two are very good on Gogglebox, I always think. They're that, a good duo. It's, it's kind of interesting when you to think of... It's the proto-looking Pete Show. It is a bit. Bez and uh, yeah, Sean. Less drugs. <laughs> uh, it is a bit... It, what's interesting, though, Pete, is, is to think about... Uh, no, less drugs from them, I said. It's a to think about what characters that you never possibly thought would be possible to do this have come and been re... Kind of almost... Repackaged. Yeah, yeah. repackaged like too, national treasures, Well, right? because they were kind of like outlaws back then, weren't yeah. they? They were like naughty boys who would just, just refuse to do what the record company tells them. Now they're very much... But you know what I think's happened? The people who are now decision makers at big TV networks, for example, mm. are older... Yeah, and probably loved them. Yeah, and we're like, they're fucking great. I can't believe we can afford these. Yeah, lot. get that's Bez. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's fucking Bez, and then all these like twenty somethings in the in, in yeah. the office going, "Fuck is this yeah. bollocks?" But he he is great value, like on it. Mm. He's really, I mean, a few questionable uh, issues in his private life, but that's mm. probably not for me to say. Right. But on the show itself, people seem to absolutely love him. Like, yeah. But then the, the, here's my fear for it. I'm not a dancing on ice aficionado. My wife massively loves ice skating, so she'll mm. watch all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's like a, ice skating is like one of her real interests, so she'll watch it because um, I guess it's the only real time you get to watch any kind of ice skating on telly. Yeah. But anyway, um, my fear for him is this, right? Um, what's he going to do next week? <laughs> no one else knows <laughs> any other Happy Monday songs, really. That's true, actually, so, yeah. So what's, what's, the, what's the refrain going to be? Are there any ice skating... Uh, let's have a look. Happy Monday's songs. Uh, oh, there's loads of songs, like, like Loose Fit and all that kind of stuff. Loose but Fit? Like, yeah. you got better tight than laces because you lose your, uh, lose your skates. Yeah, he had he had elbow pads on, he had knee pads on. <laughs> I reckon he danced. He, he, he skated for a total of about fifteen meters. Right. Okay. Um. So it was it was it was funny, but I don't know if it's got much longevity in it. Kinky Afro, they'll probably play that, won't they? And Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got enough tracks for a, for a, a six week run, I think. I don't think anyone got kicked off the first week either. So I think he's still in it. <laughs> but, uh, it was funny. So. so like, one Enjoyable. of the things about those kind of those reality shows, whether it be dancing on ice or or strictly or whatever, is it unfair that like you get people on there who've clearly got some massive theatre background? Uh, what that they've yeah they've got some training of of blocking and dancing and performing effectively. Yeah. Like on Strictly Come Dancing, if you are someone who's been to like theatre school mm. or whatever, or you've been in the West End. Mm. I mean, is that the same as like Bill <laughs> Bailey? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Bill Bailey, John was Sar- it? John Sargent? Is it yeah, John exactly. Sargent? But really you always like... have a comedy character. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was well, he was in the uh, office. He was in this very seat, I think, possibly. Uh, John Sargent, Sargent. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, doing uh, doing a show, and uh, he was, and it made me laugh because, like, you know, the the, the, the people in our office, our colleagues in our office who are in in their twenties, don't really know his work other than uh, other than his work on Strictly, which amused me terribly. Well, we had a situation uh, where we were at some awards thing with the guys, and they're obviously all a bit younger, mm. as you say, and um, there was a guy there. In his sixties, I can't remember his fucking name now. But mm. basically, he's a really well-respected investigative reporter of like right. forty years standing at the BBC. And when I saw him, Roger Cook, it wasn't Roger <laughs> Cook. No, when I saw him, I was like, "Oh man, it's thing. It's that dude. It's cool, right?" Yeah. 
when they saw Sounds him, like were, you really made an impression on you. I can't remember his name, which is undermining my point. But when they saw him, they were like, look at his waistcoat. <laughs> look at that, like, but waistcoat. it is though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you, you, unless people have uh, have a have a hold on what you are, it's kind of like you're just a ridiculous character. Yeah. Yeah. And I have bought some new trainers. <laughs> I just saw those. Talk me through those. You've taken a lot of influence from Vish and Andy Brassel on the Ramble, aren't you? I cannot... Uh, aren't I, you? You I, are, aren't you? I'm enjoying... Uh, yeah, definitely Andy. I, I'm not sure what Vish's uh, trainer situation is. That's a big... I, I, no, uh, Vish... Uh, Vish is... Because uh, he does a lot of working out and playing a lot of football. He is inspiration in that area. Uh, and, really? and Andy Brassel is in, inspirational in, in the trainer area. Well, what inspiration exactly are you taking from Vish? How you I, I wish I could do that. Well, that's not inspiration, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not doing it's basically it. Basically, jealousy. No, I'm going, Inter- yeah, internalized oh, jealousy is what you're really talking get about. Around to doing that, shouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. When people say about you know what really inspired me to become a mountain climber, you know Edmund Hillary. <laughs> you have to be a mountain climber to be able to say that. You can't just say I saw that and thought I'd really like to be one one day and never really, done Max it. Max Verstappen has really, really <laughs> influenced my F1 career. Yeah. He really has, Luke. Yeah. But you got but on eBay, I didn't realise you got you send them to um and I didn't write this on the running guard, some you did, saying you wanted to talk about I my lovely trainers. Oh well, maybe I'm just confused. It's Rory. Um but yeah, I've I I bought some trainers on eBay and you don't get them directly from the seller anymore because there's so many counterfeit sort of shit out there. They've got to be sent to a third party, then they get sent to you. So the third party Uh-oh, is eBay's trainer guy or gal probably a guy let's what face it what a job uh, and they just then they just look at the trainer and go is this an authentic bit of Kit. plastic <laughs> I had a job like that in at the bank I'll tell you that what what checking banknotes no it was with a little, um, with a little pen that um, goes black if it's wrong no so I was in the call centre right and uh, one of my jobs was I had to sit if I was on that particular shift mm. uh, that's interesting by the way about the trains I didn't know about that mm. I'm frightened of eBay I'll tell you more about that in a minute <laughs> um, but in this bank I had to if I was on this particular shift, I'd sit in this um, little office with maybe 50 massive ring binders. Right? Yeah. And when the phone rang, it would be someone from a branch around the UK. And they'd say, someone's trying to open an account mm. and they're using a passport for uh, identification purposes. Yeah. And I think I think because of money laundering or fraud legislation or something, you had to be able to authenticate that passport. Mm. And it was quite a specialised job. Mm. And why you needed it was yet to. So basically, I'd say to them, "Okay, what what's their nationality?" And they'd say, yeah. "They'd say like Swedish or whatever." Mm. Okay, go under S, find the Swedish passport, and you'd have all the information about what about authentic the Swedish, Swedish oh, passport what you look like. for. Right. So I would say to them, "Go to page seven, hold up the light, and there should be a you know an embossed eagle on the page." Fascinating. And then this bit should be perforated. The, the photo should be here. Mm. And if they've ticked off all the things, you could then authenticate it. So I actually had a similar job to that for a bit. Nice. You're like a kind of uh, you, you're a big knock. And that's why that's when I got the tap on the shoulder from uh, MI6. Right? Like, this they, guy, you just see this guy around the ring binder. Nowadays, he knows what nowadays doing. though, if you um, like freeze your credit card or lose your credit card or, or like you want to do something with your credit card, you have to or get a new pin number. You have to re-authenticate every time. And so you have to film yourself going, hello, I'm Pete Donaldson. Oh, do you? Like, yeah. Huh. Which isn't proof these days with all deep fakes and all that business. I thought, I thought you could just, with a, with a sad debit card or whatever, you could just lock it until you found it again and unlock it again. I, think I, I did something recently where I had to take a picture of both sides of my driving licence and then, I mean, I could have just been scammed, uh, and film a video going, hi, I'm Pete Donaldson and I would very much like to yeah. re-up uh, re my, um, my... Was the URL of the bank spelt wrong? <laughs> I went through. I had one this morning from a post office, and uh, you got a, you know you got a package or whatever, and they go, "Is it what postcode?" And then and so they send you to this link, and I was like, oh, it's beautifully 
put together yeah. scam. And you, you, you go, uh, what's, your, what's your postcode? And you're right, farts, Jim farts. And he goes, oh, we've got a package for Jim Fats. And it's like, no, you haven't, You flipped though. on him. You haven't, though. You flipped on him. I, just wanted to, I wanted to waste a little bit of their time by wasting on their your computer, own time. By wasting my, a lot of my own time. <laughs> yeah, do yeah. You, but it's all right for you, because you're part internet. You're across all this. I'm like Mr. <laughs> Robot after my passport job. <laughs> but Robot. some people aren't as au fait with it, are they? Uh, and what I mean by that is every so often, probably once a month, I'll show the Wi-Fi I have access to something like that, and she'll go, yeah, that's a scam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not good with like viral videos and stuff where it's like it's either it, it's 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 a bit of a fakey it's a bit of a fakey or it's kind of built on something do you know what I, I have a problem with I have a problem with I don't know why people make them let's make that very clear yeah. why do they make them I think it's a shame it's just, it is because, a shame yeah, you watch a show like that, that four or five part I can't remember documentary series about UFOs on Sky mm. and um, it's fucking brilliant Really well put together, really well done. Mm. Who's uh, made these videos? Yeah, yeah but, in, but in terms of impact, when they're doing the opening montage of the different things people have filmed in the sky, mm. I just think to myself, all of those could just be fucking CGI'd. Yeah. And that's a, yeah. Shame. <laughs> that is a shame. Because some there is obviously some weird shit going on. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm obsessed with UFOs, but you mm. won't let me talk about it on this show, so we don't talk about it very much because you find I, it boring. But it is... I, I, I feel like an outsider. I feel like the alien, to be honest, when people start talking about UFOs, because people are fascinated by them. Oh yeah, everyone's fascinated by magic, UFOs, planets, and yeah. I'm like, and planets aren't real. Why don't you flat care? Earth, about, why, why don't you care about all this stuff? I just, I just think. But it's, do you know, do you know that flat Earthers don't believe that the planets are flat. They just believe the Earth is flat. Oh, so they, <laughs> I'm being serious. It's really kind of like uh, so they, they don't argue that the planets aren't round. Human exceptionalism. Yeah, they, we, they we, argue we just the Earth is flat. Right. I don't What's know on the other side? Is it just one sided then? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Well, so they just believe there's one side of the Earth. What's on the underneath? Just rock. They had, to change, they had to change it as well, because I think as science advances, they had to... They I mean, the science that knots. they needed advanced about 2,000 <laughs> years ago, Luke. <laughs> yeah, Don't no. worry about that. But, but ever Galileo since, had this pegged. But more and more proof comes along. Galileo wasn't around 2,000 years ago. Um, All right, that's right, yeah. I but, think it was a Greek philosopher, wasn't it, who worked it out first? Worked work, what out then? Come on, the big man. The Earth was round. Fact-checking my Galileos. Archimedes, I was going to say it's Archimedes, that would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, um, Great computers. Yeah, fantastic. And they were, actually. They, they were. fucking were, actually. They I used to play a lot of Command and Conquer on the Archimedes. Polygonal, uh, there was a polygonal game called Lander, I think, which is a demo for a bigger game on the Archimedes on the computer. I had Lander. Because BBC... It's that little green craft that just yeah. fly around. Yeah, it was cool. The graphics were just, incur- like, yeah. kicking around at least 200, 300 polygons on a screen. It's a wonderful It was, it was really hard to fly it as well. It was impossible. It was a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, graphically impressive. But anyway... Um, yeah, so so basically they painted themselves into a corner. I can't remember the detail. Mm. They had to then claim that Australia didn't exist right. and that it was all actors. And then yeah. they had to change it again to say it wasn't actually a disc, it was like a donut. Why are they... They're just making it more complicated, yeah. aren't they? It's almost like they've never heard of Occam's Razor. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's a couple of things I promised I'll talk about and that we've been waylaid. One is that right. I'm scared of eBay. I'll come on to that in a minute. Okay. Second is the UFO thing. Yeah. I can't believe that any sentient adult human being isn't fascinated with that because it's the biggest question in history mm. it's the biggest issue in human history but it, but it doesn't matter fundamentally none of it, it matters it does matter doesn't matter does it what did Arthur C. Clarke say either we're alone in the universe or we're not and either eventuality is terrifying that's a lov- it's a lovely term that's a lovely uh... yeah yeah, but he, to be fair, he's got a vested interest there because Ollie goes on about his fucking space, doesn't he? Science fiction, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's basically feathering his nest there. Yeah. Isn't he? Asimov's rule for fucking robots. Well, yeah. Yeah, you would say that, You Asimov. would say that. You're yeah. obsessed with robots, you <laughs> perv. 
you big robot. Do you reckon that's why? Because he was a perv. Yeah, gotta be on it. Because you said to me, whenever you have like a lucid dream where you realise that you and dream and you can do whatever you want, you're always just trying to have sex with things. Yep. Yeah. So things. do you reckon that? Well, whatever. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a misanthrop. I don't want to be a misogynist. <laughs> but yeah, it could be anything with you. Yeah. Um. What? Um. What do you think that drives a lot of these genius people's kind of ideas? Like, oh. He wants to just create the ultimate sex robot, hasn't he? <laughs> he has and Arthur C. Clarke Clark wants to find the most amazingly attractive, the most fuckable aliens. planet. Yeah, what's the most fuckable planet? That's what Clark's all about. Yeah, do you think? Yeah. Do you think that's the case? That underpins a lot of male activity. The sea is cock. The sea is cock. What do you <laughs> mean, Arthur C. Clarke? Arthur Cock Clark. <laughs> Didn't call him that for nothing, though, did they? Arthur Cock Clark. Yeah, yeah, true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Arthur Cock Cock is his real name. Yeah. What um, Arthur was a famous um, film about a promiscuous man, wasn't it? Arthur is a film about a guy who's got loads and loads of money. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, okay, yeah, probably. And is Michael Caine his butler? No, that's Batman. Someone's his butler. Someone's his butler. <laughs> Stanley Moore, isn't it, Arthur? It is, yeah, the original. Yeah. They remade it Russell with... Russell Brand. Yeah. That guy. Jeez. Imagine, oh. Russell Brand in movies. I forgot about that. He's back. He's back in the... Uh, Still doing find him. A... Oh, God. So you remember the um, Orient Express? Uh, like, there was loads of uh, massive actors in that. The Orient Express, Johnny Depp down effectively um, and they're doing another one where it's another is it Christy Christy did did Christy do Orange Express I can't remember anyway but um, who Agatha Christie did, oh did Agatha Christie did she do just, you just say Christie you could be anything I mean there's not that many Christies around is there Linford Christie Lim- <laughs> He's running alongside it. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, Murder on the Express, it, well, I don't think it was Christy. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, that film was like one of those ones where they get this ensemble. Agatha Christie is it a novelist, yeah, okay. yeah. Um But did she write uh, that, 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 that book? Um, but she, uh, but, but, but that film was just, um, abso- it's one of those ensemble cast where it's just kind of like, how have they managed to afford all of these people? Right. They must sort of go to them and go, look, you're going to get 10% of the money you usually get, but this cast is fucking insane and you only have to do a day's work. Yeah. And then you're just in it. In well, the, just it's just question of well, yeah, I have, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but um, it's a pound for pound. It's probably worth doing, I suppose. But um, they're doing a second one where it's on a boat and it's another famous book and it's another famous theatre uh, play as well. And oh, it'll be, it'll be on that one on the Nile. What's it called? Yes, Murder yeah. on the Nile. Okay. It, that, it must be Christy, I think. I think Christy. Yeah, it's Christy. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've got, the, the the cast isn't that great. It isn't as great as the first one, but Russell Brand plays one of the characters. Which makes All me that laugh. build up just to say Russell Brand's in is it. in a film. You should have just said Russell Brand's in a new film. All right, Russell Brand's in a new film. What do you think of Russell Brand? Um, I think uh, his uh, behaviour, uh, you got to be relatively careful, his behaviour in, in his past life, um, I'm surprised he gets quite so much... Rope, it's not say. his past life, is it? It's very much his current life. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it sound that's a, a big question. Spiritual. Was Russell Brand uh, reincarnated? Let me ask you. Um, let me ask you a, f- a few questions about the existence mm. of aliens, just because I think our listeners want to hear it. Okay, I'm going to ask you a few, que- just a, a series of questions. Mm. I'm going to make them up now, and you have to say yes or no to them about what you sincerely believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there are, there is alien life of any form elsewhere in the universe. Uh, yes. Uh, in the universe. Yeah. The a few, universe. Isn't there a few universes? We ain't got time for that now. Right. In this universe. Uh, in this universe. How big is our... But this universe is the quite u- small, u- no, isn't no, it? No, no, you're talking about the galaxy. Oh, right, sorry. The universe. Universe is everything. Start big. That we universe know. is everything. All right, okay, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Right, okay, yes. There is intelligent life, intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. Yes. Okay. There is intelligent life elsewhere in, in this the universe. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> capable 
in theory, of visiting this planet? Um, I just think they've got bigger things on. Yeah. What's but the point? I said in theory they're capable of it. Yeah. You think so? Uh, yeah. But okay. they're just busy with other stuff. Probably are. Loads of other yeah. things on. We, okay, a couple more questions. Mm. We have been visited by other intelligent life in the universe on this planet. Um, yeah, probably, but we probably can't see it. So it so may as well not exist. Interesting. So different dimensions. So it may as well not exist. So you're, you're into it as well then. You get it. You're I'm not into it. I just find the whole thing tedious. All right. Well, we, we, <laughs> in that case, we're going to have a break. I'm not but, saying that the people out there don't find it tedious. I'm just giving my opinion. No, but what I'm saying I'm is... I'm thick. Remember, I'm, you've got to remember, I'm coming from the starting point that I am medically you're not, thick. You're not thick. I'm thick. You just find I'm it hard thi- to focus. Just- <laughs> <laughs> you're not thick. You just find it hard to focus. Oh, Let's have a break. Give me some tablets. Um, and when we come back, we're going to solve the... Um, well, not solve, but we're going to reveal the uh, results of our Aero Latte AA's battery poll oh, from last week. Nice. It's a hot topic in the Luke and Pete Show universe. Certainly we're going to reveal the result after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week, Clive Anderson is joined by comedian Stephen K. Amos on My Seven Wonders, the show where guests select their personal seven wonders of the world. Stephen discusses his fame down under, who inspires his comedy, and how he got on during lockdown. My dad, early 80s, came to stay with me for two weeks of the lockdown. I had no idea, after all these years, that he is a twat. I had no idea, Clive, that the heating in my house could be set to lava. And I said to him, why is the heating on so high? And without skipping a beat, he just said, I don't pay the bill here. Now, this <laughs> is, is the kind of thing I have to deal with. Listen to My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You wanted to hear it. You wanted it to happen. It's time for Batteries on Thursday's edition of the Luke and Pete Show. Yes. And we've got one hell of a set of circumstances I'm going to say are you going to do a, will you do a drum roll on the table when I tell you to not yet oh wait okay yeah um, so the poll results are in for Aero Latte AAs the batteries um, which happen to be named after the milk frother they were discovered in last week <laughs> and we asked the Luke and Pete show community to decide because we thought it was a kind of either a, a, new, a legitimate new player for mm. obvious reasons or just ultimately a cheap marketing ploy of the type that we dismissed the Pittsburgh Steelers batteries you know yep. the New York Giants batteries etc yep. right so, Luke and Peach Show community have spoken. They have decided 
the following. Here's the results of the poll that went on our Twitter page, at Luke and Pete Show. Those deciding it was a new player, 25.3%. 74.7% say it's a cheap marketing ploy. So by a landslide, Kellen, the original sendering of the Aerolati AAs, you are not a new player. I forgot about the drum roll. Forget about yeah, it. It doesn't so. matter. Do it now. Drum roll I, I'm, I'm applauding. I'm applauding. The com- I'm not applauding him. I'm applauding uh, people have the, spoken. the competition. The people have spoken. Yeah. So unfortunately, Kellen, you're back to the drawing board. Mm. Find some more batteries. By all means, send them in. But we will not be accepting Aero Latte Sorry, AAs. Man. And those who are unhappy with that decision can email hello at lukeandpeacher.com uh, <laughs> to represent your case yeah. and, and let us know. Um, other word, uh, other, uh, otherwise, we've got Brendan here. He's been in touch with, uh, he says, are you going to do searching or do you want me to do uh, search? I'll, I think I uh, dipped. Uh, yeah, you do the searching. Okay, you, well, okay, you carry on. So pick it up from Brendan who sent some in. All right. Uh, Brendan Maltmax. <laughs> Not sure uh, which bands of uh, COVID rapid tests you have in the UK, but here uh, in the Australia, uh, in the Australia, uh, is the most common. I believe is Hughes. Uh, this one had a UV flashlight included to read the results. It sounds very futuristic. Maybe that's why Australia is so good at their uh, the, the COVID outbreak. They've got um, UV lights included. In I've never heard of that before. Have you? I don't know why you'd need them. Very interesting to look for very very faint positive signs. Very maybe. faint positive because signs. Because you said when I when I had COVID. My first positive test was so faint I almost missed it. Right, okay. So maybe that's why. Yeah, interesting. So Malt Max, I am, um, unfortunately, Brendan, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit upset to tell you that you are, in fact, the fifth person to send in oh. Malt Maxes. And um, Thomas Saar, hello to you, Thomas, uh, he sent Malt Maxes in at the end of December, also from a rapid antigen test. So... Um, they've been sent out a few times before, so that's not a right, new player. Right, okay. Well, we didn't read that one out, so we didn't realise that there was a UV light that the included... The problem is we the... can't get to all of them. We, we just can't, can't get, get to, to all of them. them. We can do what um, we can. Hello to uh, Malcolm. Uh, hello to the Luke and Pete. Got a couple of batteries for you. Found in some old TV controls that my parents have kept for who knows the fuck why. H-Cell and Defiant. Fingers crossed, they're new. Love the show. Uh, from Peterborough, Canada. That was Malcolm. Malcolm Bridges. Hello mm. to you, Malcolm. Unfortunately, you are not a new player either. Oh, Bridges. Annie Rada. Uh, hello to you, Annie Rada, has sent some in on the 25th of October. Mm. Interestingly enough, Malcolm sent the H cells in on January 6th. Yeah. Right? Some commemoration of the Capitol riot, perhaps. <laughs> um, uh, and Steve Peck sent them in on the 13th, a week ah. later. So they are a hot battery of the moment. But they are not new players because Anurada sent them in before. Are we preeminent experts in battery um, placement? I think, around we are. I think this is a data set that we could sell. I think it really is. Sell. Joke. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Brody. Brady? Brady. Uh, has come in with this. I'm hoping to balance the inching sense of doom from the battery-powered uh, travesties uh, bought for our first daughter with the tantalising prospect of a new player entering the game. I found these new leader, Triple A's, in a weird musical cat toy. <laughs> that's interesting yeah um, unfortunately I don't, there's no way to break this no. to to, um, to Kevin but he is the 11th person to send in new leaders um, people who've also sent them in include Paul hello to you Paul Paul Ardis Anthony McLaughlin uh, Jack Keyword um, mm. loads of people have sent them in in the past so I'm afraid that is also not a new player um, we've had like a weird influx of new leader AAAs sent in since Christmas. Mm. I think what's probably happened is a load of toy manufacturers have done a deal with new leader and got them all put in their Christmas toys, maybe. What do you reckon, Pete? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It probably would good. be that, wouldn't it? It's yeah. an interesting pattern. Yeah. So no new players today. That's how it goes sometimes. Mm. Tune in this time next week for, uh, for more of this kind of thing. We're closing the book on our battery epidemiology for another week. Yeah. Uh, but do get in touch. Uh, hello to... 
Kia, Kia Halaji, uh, has says, uh, podcasters that I have access to one evening during <laughs> during my uh, uni days in Portsmouth around 2009, I went to help up set up for a gig that my friend's band was putting on in Eastney. Where the hell is Eastney? Eastney who? is a part of Portsmouth. I'm going to say it is less than salubrious. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the proprietor of the establishment assumed I was just there for a free handout and told me to piss off until doors opened later on. Luke will probably attest to the fact that there isn't exactly loads going on in Eastney, and he has. Uh, <laughs> I can agree with that. So I waited for a couple of other mates to arrive, and we headed to a very local-looking pub on the other side of the road. It was run by a very sweet husband and wife pair. They were even kind enough not to laugh at me and my mates ordering some fruity ciders because we didn't really love the taste of beer. We we had a great chat with them, heard all about their kids and dogs and how the business was going. By the time the gig started across the road, uh, we we hardly wanted to leave, but they said they'd be open late and we should bring some friends over for a nightcap once the gig was finished. We left, the gig came and went, and after regaling our pals the stories of this very sweet couple, we all agreed to adjourn back across the road for a nightcap and more stories. As we approached the door, we felt something in the air had shifted. It <laughs> happens in Portsmouth, uh, that. Yeah, it exactly. does happen. Yeah, night, when night falls, you just got to get out of dodge. On the flip of a coin, in my experience. <laughs> maybe it was the 80s disco vibe lights we could see through the window. Maybe it was the heavy metal blaring out the door. Or maybe it was the many motorbikes parked up outside. But we went in anyway. Turns out the owners were big in the local biking community. Uh, and evidently, the community decided to get together for a big night. The looks of confusion on the faces of these leather-clad Jaeger chuggers will always stick with me. Turns out they found it very amusing that these shy young men had crashed their party and therefore we didn't have to buy a drink all night. As the year getting Sambuca floored, good God, we were starting to have the time of our young lives. What lovely people these uh, bikers were. So misunderstood. Gentle giants. And then from behind us, we felt an enormous wave of heat. We turned around. <laughs> we turned around. We turned around to see the owners behind the bar with giant aerosol can flamethrowers, which, as you can imagine, was greeted with great cheers from the crowds of uh, hugely inebriated bikers. As the flames danced overhead, uh, I turned to one of my mates and we exchanged a terrified glance and a slight nod of the head and we promptly grabbed our coats and pegged it home. Honestly, one of the strangest nights of my life uh, that I hadn't thought about until recent chat on the pod. Yours in batteries, flamethrowers and everything in between uh, here in Shanghai. Fan. It's the sort of story you'd expect in Shanghai, to be quite frank, and I've been to Shanghai. The way he says that, wrote that is like he, he never stopped running until he got to Shanghai. <laughs> That's how scared he was. Those kind of, those kind of nights out are the best and I love the idea that part of the reason I love doing the show is because what we talk about, which is basically just completely unplanned nonsense, mm. it stimulates something in people's mind when they go, oh, I've got something on that. Yeah. That reminds me of that. I'm yeah. going to write about it. And that's what it's all about. So I love to hear that. And I also love the undercurrent to this, which is that some of the best nights that you ever have are ones where they just go in a direction that you don't expect. Mm. Now, I can fully admit that's also some of the worst nights. <laughs> like, you know. They can turn on a penny, like you said. They can. I remember being out of a few mates and, um, we were we went on a shortcut from one pub to another, I think, or we were doing something. And we ended up getting over. A, we we um, jumped over a little, literally a two foot high fence. Yeah, right. And because it was dark and we were in single file, the first three people jumped over it. Mate, it was in front of me. Didn't see it. Tripped over it. Split his chin wide open. Oh dear. Um. So a couple of us had to spend basically the whole night in A and E. That's annoying. Feeling terrible because you've caused problems for the A for A and E when you didn't need to because you've been drunk and silly. And the night's gone to shit. <laughs> On the other hand, it can sometimes go like that. Correct. I think Key is secretly very happy about that night. I know he said he gets terrified towards the end, but I reckon he had a lovely old time. I, I think it's a lovely story, and I very much enjoyed it, to be quite frank. So Com- well done him. Completely agree. Um, let's um, squeeze uh, an email from James in before we go, very, very briefly, um, who has followed up on the chat we had um, earlier this week, or last week, I can't remember, about um, 
eating insects. Pete, remember that? Yes, 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 yes. He says, morning, Luke and Pete. Just to give you some more information reminding, uh, regarding bug meat replacements, and mm. specifically you asked how many bugs would be needed in comparison to, say, a cow for food. <laughs> the average cow weighs 720 kilos, and the average locust weighs 2 grams. So you would need 360,000 locusts to replicate the actual size of a cow, but there is an important distinction to make here. Mm. You would need fewer locusts to make a burger, for example, because the nutritional value and filling up effect is significantly better than traditional meats. The protein, vitamin, and fiber content of insects is better than most meats also, so you would need to be reducing the amount you needed to eat while at the same time improving the quality of the food intake. However, even in like-for-like size comparisons, locust swarm sizes can vary between 4 and 8 billion. So if a burger is 500 grams in size, you would need 1,000 locusts, and swarms that size would prove, provide 4 million to 8 million burgers. McDonald's sell around 230 million burgers per year, so we'd need at least about 30 swarms of locusts for an equivalent amount. Hope that helps. He's thought about this a lot, hasn't he? I think... <laughs> I and think, I think uh, there's a couple of things. First of all, 720 ca- kilograms for a cow. It's not all meat. No, and there's 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 hooves. <laughs> you don't eat the hooves. James, why are you not thinking about the hooves? Get rid of the hooves and the fur. You don't eat the fur, do you? Is there fur on a cow? Yeah, they're furry, it's, like aren't they? it's like hair, isn't it? Not yeah. furry. It's like furry fur cow. and hair. You get, you get like woolly cows. Sorry, like what, like when, you say, cows. when you say hairy cow, look at that hairy cow. You would say that. That's what they call them in Scotland. Hairy cows. Aberdeen Angus cows with the, with the hair and the, and the horns. Hairy cows, they call them that. Furry cows. No. He- we've got hair, they've got fur. No they one's go- a- they're incorrect. Pete, you are the first person in history to ever say furry cow. <laughs> But hairy, why do cows get gifted with hair and we get gifted gifted with hair and and then and and why not fur? It's fur, like it's not long hair, is it? Leather, leather, it's leather exactly because we're obsessed with the skin, weirdos. But, but what do you think about James's emails? Because James's email, because the issue here is probably that people don't want to eat locusts, right? No, yeah, and and, and yeah. When, when it's a, so a locust is quite big, so if it's a locust. Are we are we automatically assuming that if we are to to pivot to eating insects, mm. people are going to eat the entirety of the locust, or is it like a portion of it that you eat that's actually nice? I think what? it's just hard to kind of you know like pr- whenever I sort of order a prawn, I don't order a single prawn that we mental, but like <laughs> you've got to like peel it and stuff. It's just like Jesus, just make sure you peel it before my heart I get to sinks it. if it comes over full. It's just like what's the point? If it comes over whole, my heart sinks. And I'll eat, I'll eat it, and I'll have left a little poo trail. And I'm yeah. rubbish. But rubbish. We were in Portugal once, and they were saying to pour out all the all the insides of the prawn and mix it in because it tastes nicer. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Remember that in Portugal? All. Do you remember we went to that seafood place? You and I. Uh, that cave as well. <laughs> went to a no. cave. <laughs> Pete, we went to that really rough and ready, but really delicious like seafood place, and they brought out. Um, oh, maybe you weren't there. Why did they need to explain to how to eat prawns to you? No, I just think that people. Oh, I think right. they probably regularly encountered customers who would just eat the prawn bit. Yeah, they said abroad. Yeah, that kind mm. of stuff. Maybe you weren't there. Maybe you can the year after, the, the day after or something. I'm not eating the head. But anyway, gross. Um, Thanks for your email about locusts, James. That's what this mm. show's all about as well. So we really appreciate that. We've run out of time for today. Yeah. But we will, of course, be back on Monday. So um, do uh, check out Monday's episode as well when it drops. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com is the email address. We'd love to hear from you there. We are at Luke and Peacher on Twitter and Instagram. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a nice review and tell all your pals because we like as many people as possible to hear. There's a big mm. back catalogue that people can immerse themselves in and we'd love them to do so. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me as well. See you on Monday.
The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.